Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our good friends at Davis Vision. Uh, they've got their spring LASIK sale going on right now. Get rid of those contacts and glasses and save $1,000. Start your road to better vision at Davis Vision. Check them out at davisvisionmd.com or call today, 801-253-3080. That is Davis Vision. Uh, Gordon, uh, Jazz uh, getting set for OKC tonight. Um, uh, you are going to fill in. Uh, Coach Lacombe uh, is uh, having the or has the night off tonight, so you're going to be uh, nice enough to fill in a little bit for him on Jazz pre half and post. And uh, you know we're going to have our work cutting cut out for us, making Oklahoma City interesting. But there are other Jazz storylines that are out there, uh, namely Ben Simmons, Gordon on the jump, making some comments about uh, your guy Rudy Gobert. Yeah, he said he was asked apparently about uh, about uh, who should be defensive player of the year, and he essentially said uh, about Rudy Gobert, "Well, I I scored forty two points on him, you know, uh, disparaging Rudy Gobert and his defensive ability." And I I guess my I don't have it in front of me. I was paraphrasing there, but that was something. Here it is. He uh, says, "I mean, Rudy Gobert guarded me in Utah, and I had forty-two. And apparently, I'm not a scorer." That's what he said. Yeah. So, uh, I guess my question is: first, Donovan Mitchell, and now Rudy Gobert. What what is Ben Simmons' deal with Utah? And is he this way with other players around the league too, trying to prop himself up by putting others down? Well. I, I think it's coincidental, honestly, and, and I don't know that for a fact, but I think Ben Simmons is on this weird PR kick to get himself the Defensive Player of the Year award this year, and I don't does he, know... Does he get a whole bunch of extra money if he's uh, named that? Uh... Maybe. It makes him eligible for the Supermax, so maybe that's maybe that plays into it. But And I saw somebody, and it was somebody who covers the Jazz, maybe it was Walden or something, making a joke about... Uh, how they do uh, does Simmons pay these reporters to ask him about defensive player of the year because it seems like he's not he doesn't shut up about it. Yeah. it seems like every other second we're reading Ben Simmons call himself the defensive player of the year, which is like okay, well isn't that kind of like giving yourself a nickname? But I think <laughs> it, it, honestly, I, I think he feels like if he keeps he puts that vibe out into the media sphere enough that people will just uh, assume like oh yeah, well yeah of course Ben Simmons defensive player of the year. Because we see those opinions kind of snowball. Like you've seen it most recently with Nikola Jokic for MVP. And I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve consideration. But all of a sudden a handful of people are saying, oh, it's hands down Jokic and it's not even a debate. And then next thing you know, every wannabe basketball pundit on the planet is talking about how it's a, a no-brainer, you know. So I, 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 don't, I don't get it with the... Uh, with what he's trying to accomplish, I guess. But I think it just happens that Rudy is the best defensive player in the league. He's won the award two years, uh, I guess not in a row, or he didn't win last year, but you get what I'm saying. He's won it twice. 
So he has to immediately when he props himself up as the best defensive player on the planet, he's downgrading Rudy. Who, Does that work? It, I, mean, I think I it works because I don't think he's I don't I don't think he's even close to the best defensive player on the planet yet. Everybody's talking about it. I've, I, I've, I guess I guess I was I don't understand exactly why he thinks Rip and Rudy is gonna is gonna somehow have the voters read that and go, oh yeah, yeah Ben, he's gonna get my vote now because that's the that's his competition though for defensive player of the year. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm, the other that's I, the other dude getting I votes. Get it. But does that work? That's unfortunate if that works. I think it works I because, mean, like I told you, I don't think he's. I don't think he's the best defensive player on the planet. I don't think he's the best on the ball defender. But and do you yet, think this is? Do you think this is reaping him votes? Yes, I think there's all sorts of consideration for him out there. I wonder if it'll cost him votes because people look at this and say, "Come on, Ben, shut mm. up, man!" They're sitting there bragging about yourself, putting Rudy down. What do you bet me? He finishes at least second. Oh, he said the same. He did the same thing to Donovan Mitchell about the Rookie of the Year. Thing. He did, and it worked then. Yeah, well, I'm not sure that's the reason it worked. But, well, I, uh, I think it certainly was. I thought, uh, and you and I had this discussion many times, I thought Donovan Mitchell, the, the argument, the uh, rookie question mark, I always thought was a dumb argument because that's saying, well, Donovan Mitchell is not really better than Ben Simmons, but because of this technicality, he should win the award. I always thought right. that that was downgrading because, Donovan Mitchell. I thought Donovan it, was a better player than Ben Simmons that year. Well, maybe others thought that Ben Simmons was a better player, not because he was putting Donovan down, but just because that's how they viewed it. It's hard to prove that his speaking out the way he did is the reason that he ended up tipping the vote. You know, It's also I, hard to prove it's not. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. I just, I, I just find these kinds of things fascinating. It doesn't make me think any more highly of Ben Simmons. In fact, it does the opposite for me. Like... Uh, you know, maybe it is a case of the squeaky wheel gets the grease, you know. I, 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 but to me, it seems like it shows insecurity. It shows a, a guy who is who doesn't feel confident in what he's doing night in and night out. Instead, we get uh, him talking about Rudy. He guarded me in Utah and I had 42. I mean... See, I, I think him going after another player like that I do think is somewhat odd and an, an interesting choice for him to do. But I do think that players lobby for those sorts of things all the time. Do you think it's ego or do you think he gets money? He's got money attached to this. Probably, probably that, both. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wonder how jazz fans feel about Ben popping off like that. Does that bother you? when? Uh, and Look, our, our, many of our listeners might not pay close attention to what the Sixers are doing or what Ben Simmons is doing, but they do get a chance to watch Rudy Gobert night after night after night. And there are nights when he has an off night at the defensive end. We've seen that. But there are a whole lot of nights when he changes the outcomes of games and strategies of other teams. Does he have off nights on the defensive end? I don't think he has very many. Oh, I've seen some. But, I mean, he's human. I mean, come on, you know? I I. I honestly think when the Jazz struggle defensively, it's it most time has nothing to do with Rudy, unless you say he's not running down the floor in transition defense. Maybe I guess there, 
Sometimes he's jawing with the ref a little bit, but I, I don't was think it, Rudy Jake? has Who very many off nights. I, I understand what you're saying because sometimes he gets he's got to cover for somebody else, and then his man gets the gets the score. Who was it that he really struggled in that regard against? Was it Jokic? Who was? I'm trying to think of what he, game it was. Jokic really lit him up. Had a career night on Rudy one night. That oh, okay. So if Jokic is the best player, but but best uh, you know offensive player because that's where he makes his money, and Rudy is the best defensive uh, player than the offense won in a major way in that matchup. In that particular one. but the and, first... and I've seen other games. I mean, I, I I'm just took where I took mental notes, like, okay, Rudy should have been here or should have been done that. But, look, the, the point is that Rudy Gobert is a fantastic defender who affects the outcomes of games. And not only that, but he affects the way opponents – approach a game can you say the same about ben simmons i don't think so i don't think he really changes any way that you attack and by the way ben's given up some big time performances to guards i'll have to go back and look at but the i mean it's not like he hasn't had really good players take it to him this year so i'm asking this question to our listeners does this really bother you when ben simmons does this I mean, obviously, Rudy's got an awful lot of fans around here who do watch him game after game after game. Does it make you mad? What kind of, What's your response to Ben Simmons downgrading Rudy like that? Oh, it, it upsets fans for sure. I, I think I can understand it. As you know, Jake, I, I try to uh, distance myself uh, from the whole idea of being a fan, but I, I certainly am around fans all the time, and, and I can understand completely why that would make them angry. Well, that's because, been... they, they, because they watch Rudy, and they see what he does, and they understand his greatness. They know what he does to, for the Jazz's benefit. And then Ben Simmons, who plays against Rudy, once a year. And by the way, if he scores 42 points on Rudy Gobert, which is not true because Rudy wasn't covering him the whole game, like you said. But what does that have to do with who's the better defender? Okay, because now, Ben, you just you downgraded your own performance. Like, uh, like somehow that was – you're not even talking about defense there, about yourself. It's defensive player of the year that you're campaigning for. So what's your 42 got to do with that? Yeah, he admitted he was downgrading himself because he he'd said it sarcastically, and apparently I'm not an offensive player. That's, yeah. that's what he said. So that's uh, that's a little bit interesting. But but listen, it's the theater of it all, right? I mean, fans love to hate a heel. I mean, it's really no different than professional wrestling. Is uh, well, it's a little different in that it is supposedly a, a true competition. Right, but I'm talking about the off the court, the the, the why fans love to be fans they love to love they love to hate you know they they create enemies out of other players that doesn't mean though those other players are bad people it means that they cheer against them on the basketball floor for a variety <laughs> of reasons you know it's the it's not the what happens between the lines it's the other stuff that happens that makes the product intriguing speaking of wrestling did you see that poll that 50% of those polled said they would vote for the rock for president. I did see that, yeah. Does that surprise you? Not really. Well, okay. Does I just it surprise saw that. you? 
Uh, I don't know. It's it's pretty hard to be surprised these days. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Is Dwayne Johnson a heck of a guy? Is he a smart guy? Is he well versed in the the workings of the world? Uh, I have no clue. Never met the man. Well, he's very, he's very successful at what he does. I can't say that he's a great actor, but I mean, he people seem to want to pay to see what he's doing. I don't know. I saw that quote from Ben, and we weren't even planning on talking about it, but it it it, it, it I guess it it struck a tone with me. I. I saw it and I went uh, two reactions. Why? Why are you doing that? And you answered that one. And the second one was, I don't agree with you, Ben. Yeah, but if you're campaigning for defensive player of the year, you're certainly not going to come out and say, "Well, Rudy's better than me." Right, but why do you got to say anything at all? Why, why don't you? If you want to talk yourself up, then talk yourself up. But why you got to put Rudy down? And you answered that. But I just disagree with that strategy. I think that's if I were a voter for that award, I, I think that would that that would hurt his chances of getting my vote. And that's got nothing to do with uh, being in Salt Lake City. I just I just don't like that that strategy. Well, I think it works. I don't think you're in the majority on that. Huh. Okay. Well, I don't know. We I guess we should need to ask all the voters out there. What, if that has any effect on, I imagine that most of them would say that it has no effect on how they're going to vote. But, but it does. Whether, uh, I, I, I'm not as certain of that as you are. Well, I think there's a reason he does it. I think there's a reason that uh, that all sorts of people do it all the time. I think Rudy's campaigned for Defensive Player of the Year before multiple times. Rudy certainly campaigned for an All Star berth. Did he do it by putting down other players? No, 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 no. But he still can't. I mean, it's the same thing Ben Simmons is doing that you say oh. uh, voters are immune to. He's just going a different tactic by well, putting it, somebody no, else no. down. But well, he's still, know, he's but still those, lobbying. But, he's still putting himself out there for this award. But that's the line of delineation I'm talking about, is talking yourself up rather than putting somebody else down. This is a, a tweet that we got from uh, Nick, listener Nick. He said, Ben Simmons' antics and his sniping jazz players is the reason why I rank him just below James Harden and Russell Westbrook on my list of active players. I hate the most. <laughs> Funny. That's, but that's coming from a fan. But I asked the question to the fans. Uh, but I, I wonder about the voters. I, I, I just don't think that would affect me in a way that, that would – Tip the balance in, in Ben Simmons's favor if I'm a voter. Well, what do you mean? When, when, when I vote, when I vote for the Heisman, if there's a guy out there who's saying, "Oh, look, these other candidates suck and I'm better than they are," that's not that that's not going to help. Yeah, but lobbying for it does. Why do you think universities put millions of dollars into these campaigns to buy billboards and stuff in New uh, York? Well, I think that's an awareness thing, but I'm not sure that that clinches anybody's vote. But maybe I'm. What maybe do you? I'm what do you? But you want to do incriminating audio? Ben Simmons finishes second or better in the defensive player of the year voting. Uh, yeah, but that's my argument. It can't be proved, and that is that him talking about it the way he does, putting down somebody else, doesn't help him. He might get some votes, but I don't know whether it's because he's popping off the way he is. My opinion: I don't even think he's a top five defender in the NBA. 
Maybe not even top ten. But I bet he finishes second. Oh. Well, he might. He might finish first, honestly. Is is there a uh, an analytic that you two could agree to point to that says, all right, if if uh, Ben Simmons finishes this level in the defensive analytics and then finishes second, that was obvious that he it was influenced. I don't know. That's why the the hard part is proving value in defense, right? I mean, yeah. that's been something yeah. that we've talked about with Rudy Gobert for years and years. Uh, Gordon, how many of our guests have I asked to if they could come up with a stat to prove Rudy's worth, what would that be? And I have yeah. yet to get an answer. And we've talked to a <laughs> lot of very smart people, including David, who obviously follows uh, Rudy on a game-by-game basis. Um, and not that Locke didn't have any answer, but just not a definitive this to 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 point out to prove the value so that's that's the hard part about this discussion and probably why simmons lobbying really works is because there's not really a statistical counter argument that you can throw out there and then when he makes up fake news like he put 42 on rudy i mean that just adds to it all and i would bet all this campaigning i bet pays off with at least a second place finish if not a first yeah hard to prove but to take this thing full circle from what we talked about earlier, I wonder if the Jazz finish first with the best record in the league, whether that will have some sway. I think it will have some sway. But Philly's also the best in the East. And yeah, that's why I said with the best record in the NBA. Right, but I'm just saying the Sixers also have. Like, maybe it would be different if the Sixers were, like, seventh. You know, but they can claim the first place thing, too. Yeah. Hard to argue with the best record in the league, though. And when we were talking earlier about the value in that, I just thought that might have some. I think there is some, some there, influence. but but Philly has what the second best record in the league or third? Hold on. I think it's I think it's I don't know. Is it better than the Suns? I'm not sure. Right. I'd have to check. So I think it's third. Is it third? Yeah. Uh, thirty-seven and seventeen. The Suns are 30, 38 and fifteen. So yeah, third best record in the league. So what are the Clippers? Uh, da, 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 37 and 18. Okay, so half a game off of that. Yeah. Here's my theory is I don't think – I think you're right, Gordon. I don't know that there's – maybe there's one, but I don't think there's a lot of reporters or voters out there that hear Ben Simmons say this and that sways their vote. But I think Ben Simmons says this, then all the media that those reporters take in, be it print, television, radio, or otherwise, talks about it, breaks it down – gives you statistics uh makes it a conversation and it gets in your head whether subliminally or or uh consciously and that i think does sway the vote does yeah. that make sense see, still, see, uh, yeah I, I hear what you guys i hear what you're saying but i i give those voters a little more credit than that i i, I think they really do although the strength in your argument i mean how many jazz games do those guys watch so i mean i mean I can see where you're coming from. And do, I, they, do they my, get those awards right every year? No, maybe not. But, I mean, most of the guys that we've talked to who, who do vote on those things, like Chris Mannix and others, they, I think they take them pretty seriously. I'm not saying that they don't. As opposed to just going, well, Ben, I heard this, and that stirred my imagination. So now I'm just I think the that they I get. I think they get whipped, like, uh, whipped by the narrative like a lot of other people out there. I think having Chris on once a week for the last five years is why he's suddenly so big on Rudy Gobert. He's paying more uh, closer attention to the Jazz than he used to. That might be true, I guess. Yeah. 
Wow. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. It is The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to welcome in our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. If a vote was taken today for first-team All-NBA, I believe Donovan Mitchell should be on that team at this point in the season. React to that. I completely agree. Though, I'm not sure that all the pundits, sportscasters, and everybody else feels that way, but I don't see him going away. He is the best player on the team that's playing the best. Now, there are people that would argue that this is the most talented team or the best team, but certainly you've got the coach of the year, you've got the player of the year and you've got a unselfish high chemistry team that everybody understands their roles and they're playing with a great deal of confidence so i agree catch dj and pk mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network what do you want you're locked on to the big show presented by big o tires just doing it big you know stop by your locally owned big o tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on winter tires Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hakuna Matata, what a wonderful phrase. Hakuna Matata, ain't no passing praise. It means no worries for the rest of your days. Yes, yeah, it's our problem free. bunch of people have uh, recommended this one for a total request Tuesday. We're doing Disney songs because somehow we started talking about Disneyland at the beginning of the show. But a lot of people have requested Akuna Matata. Gordon. Yeah. Uh, okay. Why am I, I spacing on who does his voice? Because he's hilarious. Nathan Lane, who is hilarious. I don't know if I've seen a bad Nathan Lane movie. He was who great in Guys voice? and Dolls huh? the, on Broadway. Uh, well, I mean, the, the producers, of course. Have you ever, a Mouse Trap? I you love know, Mouse Hunt. Oh, Mouse Hunt, that's right. Mouse Hunt. Hilarious. Um, what's the one he did with Robin Williams? Uh, Birdcage. Oh, that. One of the funniest movies oh ever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's not a family movie night, but that's a funny, funny that night. That is a funny movie. And uh, Gene Hackman's great in that, as Gene Hackman is often great. I also love Nathan Lane's uh, guest appearances on Modern Family. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Nathan Lane's great. I don't know who Nathan Lane is. Yes, you do. I, I, I would recognize yes, him. Yes, you sure. would. 100%. You know exactly who Nathan Lane is. Yeah. What's his most famous? Have you not seen The Birdcage, Gordon? No. I think you... You haven't they, seen The Producers? Springtime for Hitler? The Producers is pretty funny. I saw the play, too, no. before I saw the movie, which I was pretty proud of. Oh, he you played. Were proud, uh, you were proud of it. You saw that FX dramatization of the OJ trial, didn't you? He played, oh, the lawyer Barney, or uh, that. Oh man, yeah, I know what you're talking about uh, <sighs> Barney. Not Barney. Anyway, did you not see that, Gordon? The FX no, dramatization. I oh, I thought no, you did. I, I did. No, so, throw I, Nathan I, Lane I, to Google, Gordon. There's no, there's no I, way you haven't, uh, you wouldn't know who Nathan Lane. I is. did not want to watch the OJ thing because you know. F. Lee Bailey. F. Lee Bailey. As, as I told you, I was in the Bronco on that whole thing. Anyway, all right. Google Nathan Lane. I'm curious now if you really have no idea who he is. Okay, I just did. Let's see. Uh, I. Uh, wow! Really? 
Yeah, for some reason, that's not really registering with me. He is like he, he definitely would qualify as a Hollywood star. I would certainly say. <laughs> Man, I mean that's I a random. I... That's a that's a really random Hollywood star for you never to have uh, heard yeah. of. Yeah, I uh, yeah I can't say as I really am all that familiar with that face. Oh well, all right. Who is this Bob Redford? Who is this guy? <laughs> Wait, are you comparing Nathan Lane to Robert Redford? They're probably not. They, they probably travel in the same stardom circles. Probably not that far <laughs> off. Nathan Lane Come is on. a big. He is a big star of of stage and screen. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Austin, you're the movie guy. Come on. I'm Nathan actually. Lane. I'm actually. I can't decide if this is shtick or if you really don't know. No, who I, he don't. Is. I don't. Because he's big I'm... enough that you should at least recognize his face. Yeah, I don't. Wow. I swear to you, I don't. Mm-mm. God, that, I want your life. I I, I know more about useless uh, information like who Nathan Lane is that has ultimately no impact on the good or bad of my life, and yet here you are, just blissfully not knowing who he is. I want to no, be you. Okay, give me real quick the rundown on the things he's been in that are the most. The Lion famous. King played Timon, the little meerkat. Wait, I didn't see the, the. You mean you're talking about the one that uh, was the live person one? No, the the no, the, the original the voice. Person. Yes. Yeah. Oh, how how do I recognize a face off his voice? You would know Mel Blanc if I showed him. Showed you him. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm, I'm I'm spacing on this guy. The, the producers, the, Mouse Hunt. Uh, the pro- the pick- producers was a really big deal. That you definitely, if you haven't seen the producers, you should because it's really good and it's written by Mel Brooks, who I know you like, and uh, is is really funny. You should. I've 100% certainly heard of that. that. I have not. Trumbo. He was in Trumbo. Swing Vote. Anyway, I have not seen any of these movies. You should start. You should start with the producers and then move on to the Birdcage because the Birdcage <laughs> okay. was pretty amazing. Yeah, I didn't see that. And one Robin, either. it's Robin Williams and Nathan Lane together. It's really good. Well, okay. Well, thanks for the tip. I'm just surprised. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're you're. I I wouldn't classify you somebody Gordon who is is completely out, well is out of touch with pop culture. No, I, I've, I've, because uh, Nathan Lane's pretty, he's pretty yeah. mainstream. I would say Mouse Hunt is pretty hilarious. Yeah, see, I never saw that. Hmm. I've missed. This is weird because usually big time Hollywood film stars, I, I, I know who they are, and I usually have an opinion on what I think of them as an actor. But I swear to you, I, I don't think I've ever seen anything that this guy is in. He was in Joe vs. the Volcano. Yeah, I didn't see that either. Now there's a that might is that the it worst almost, Tom Hanks movie? Yes, like well, by no. far. Larry Crown. I've never seen that. Don't. Awful. Maybe the Circle with Emma Watson. That's pretty bad too. Oh yeah. But the third place is Joe versus the Volcano. But it's it's also got the nostalgia of his former comedy days. It's not. I mean, it's not a good movie, but I know a lot of people that like it. I don't sounds remember like he sounds like he's uh, multi-talented, you know, a screen, big screen, stage, singing, yeah. can do it all. All right. Well, there you go. Nathan Lane. We, we went down that rabbit hole. Wow, there goes that whole segment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> I feel like we've just met a guy that's been in a bomb shelter since the a little, 40s. I, I, a little bit. A little like bit. that movie uh, with Christopher Walken, uh, Blast oh, from the Past. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Every, every one of the... Uh, of the shows you just mentioned, I have not seen. And I've seen a lot of movies in my day, so 
I would oh, put I would put Nathan Lane in the same category as Christopher Walken, as far as fame goes. Now Christopher Walken, I know, but uh, it almost seems as though I was going out of my way to avoid Nathan Lane. A little bit, yeah, a little, a little bit of that feel. Anyway, we should give you an assignment. You should watch The Birdcage and The Producers. You should do that like this week. Because <laughs> okay. those are two really, really good movies. All and The right. Producers is is actually an example of a play turned movie that's actually good. Isn't The Birdcage as well? Was The Birdcage a play? I, I don't know. I thought it was. It might have been. Wrong. I'm not sure. And anything with Robin Williams in it, Gordon. I mean, man, it's brilliant. Birdcage yes. is one of his better I'll, movies, I'd say. I'll agree with you on that. And a yeah. young Callista Flockhart randomly. <laughs> oh, really? Harrison Ford's uh, wife? Yeah, she was so, quite young in this movie, though. Uh, all right, stay tuned. Oh, and uh, the, the Hank Azaria's in the birdcage. He's hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hilarious. All right. Okay. Well, I've got my assignment. Alex, have you ever heard of Nathan Lane? Wow. No. L- Lundy's never heard of Nathan Lane either. Gordon, see there? There, you're not alone. Yeah, but I've been around a little longer in Lundy. Let me show Maybe. Lundy a picture, because that was the exercise we did with Gordon. Okay. Just real quick. Let me show you a picture of Nathan Lane and tell me if you recognize him. Okay. Do you recognize that man? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> All, right, all right. So I guess we've just determined I'm the dumbest one in no, the world. No, 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 no. <laughs> Not at all. I, I just, it, it's, it's a very, like, random Hollywood person to not have seen. It's just because I feel like he's been in, like, a, a lot and a variety of stuff. Yeah. Like yeah, TV, so, I mean, movie, and stage. It's just that that's more what it is. It's like a, I don't know. When, remember Austin way back in the, the, this was like five or six years ago when I mispronounced Adele's name when I was reading it and I called her Adelaide. Yes. It's like one of those that's like, you know, I should have really known. Or Imagination it. Dragons. Or Imagine Dragons. Yeah, it's just like one of those <laughs> random things not to have known. No, yeah. No, yeah. no intelligence involved, just random. Well, maybe we all got something, I guess, and that's mine. All right, there you go. All right, stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jig Scott, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. Jazz Game Night pregame show is coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock hour, but good news, everyone. My guy, Gordon Monson, going to be along for the ride tonight, uh, pre-half and post. Oh, Gordon Monson. Filling in for uh, Tim Lacombe. Nice of you to do, Gordo. I keep giving you, uh, you know, you filled in for Tim. This will be your second time. Uh, you got the Kings and now the Thunder. Um, I need to. I need, we need to find you some better opponents. <laughs> Well, I mean, we would have said the same thing about the Wizards last night, right? And look how that turned out. I think the Wizards are actually way more interesting than the Kings or the Thunder. Maybe maybe not the Kings, but certainly the Thunder. Well, the Thunder have really struggled. And, uh, yeah, I mean, what, they lose to Philly the other day by 24 points or something. So, yeah, even with the Jazz under undermanned a little bit, uh, they should be able to take care of this. Oh yeah, was it, I, but I said the same thing about yesterday's game. Yeah, but these the Wizards aren't the same as the Thunder. They're, it's not the same as yesterday's game. Not well, even you've close. Got, you've, well, you've got two All Star caliber players. So I mean, well, and the the Wizards are uh, a, a 
far better team right now than yeah. the, than the Thunder are. I mean, the Thunder they're just this is going to be rock bottom for the Thunder. They're they're as young and as not good as they're going to be for a while. Yeah. And actually, we'll dig into that in in tonight's hot topic. No big deal. Coming up in our second segment um, on the pregame, but I mean, yeah, the the Wizards. I don't know. They have similar records to the Thunder, so I guess maybe you know you can make an argument one way or another. But I mean, with no Shea Gilgis Alexander, this yes. this Thunder team just isn't. I mean, I would pick last night's was it Wizards team against tonight's Thunder team. I'd I'd pick the Wizards probably eight, maybe nine times out of ten. Okay. Maybe ten times out of ten, with no Shea Gilgis Alexander. Yeah, they. But it's, we talked about it earlier. We'll talk about it again coming up. That sort of puts the spotlight on Lou Dort, doesn't it? <laughs> right. Who who is far from a, an offensive juggernaut? I can't Although remember he, if we were. He certainly hurt the Jazz in their first meeting. He did, and he has yeah. the capability to play really well. But he, I mean, he's the only one. <laughs> I can't remember if we were on the air or off the air, but I, I, I'd i be surprised if OKC got to 90 tonight. I'd actually be a little surprised if they got to 80, but we'll see. They've been losing games, and I, can't, I think it's their last 10 games. They've been losing on an average of, like, by 25 points. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So, uh, so <laughs> thanks for making it more exciting, Jake. <laughs> Sorry, did I? Whoops, Can they did crack I? the 25-point barrier, I, you know, as far as uh, margin of defeat? Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, you know, I like I like watching Lou Dort, man. I I mean, I, that that guy, I, you put me on to him. I remember when you first told me about him. To, hey, keep an eye on this guy, and and I I have. I, I mean, I don't watch him all the time, and but I do distinctly remember his performance against the Jazz on December was it twenty eighth. Uh, yeah, he played terrific in that game. And you're right, he caused Donovan Mitchell some trouble. Yeah, he's a good defensive player. He's really good. Um, and his offense is getting better. I just, you know me, Gordon, I've got a soft spot in my heart for uh, for guys that are undrafted free agents or, or late picks and play their way onto a roster and play their way into an impactful role on a good team. I think it's impressive. He did it in a real right. short amount of time last year, too. Speaking of impressive, if you'll remember in that game where Lou Dort was causing uh, Donovan Mitchell some some difficulty as well as scoring himself uh, on that particular occasion. But if my memory serves, Donovan Mitchell, I think he hit the uh, the game winning shot in that game, didn't he? The, the one that the, the Jazz ended up winning one ten to one oh nine. It was Donovan who hit that last shot that uh, that got him the win. So. That that that's impressive to me. And you know, I'm a sucker for that stuff, Jake. Anytime someone struggles a little bit during a game, and yet they're there in the clutch, that to me is as impressive as if they're they've been hot all night. Well, Gordon, uh, we'll we'll end the big show right here, but you and I will pick up the pregame on the other side. Are you prepared? Do you do we have to do you have to like go in with a new persona? Are you like a method guy, method actor guy like a uh, uh what's his name Daniel Day-Lewis? Do you do you put on like Or your, Nathan Lane? Or Na- or Na- is Nathan Lane a method actor? I, don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Do you have to put on like a different persona for pregame? My left foot. No, yeah, no, no, I, not even. Oh, not Chester. Uh, not Chester. No, the, the, no. No, no. As you as you noticed in in the uh, pre-half and post that I did with uh, the Jazz and the Kings, did you notice how how technical I was in that game? You in were. That, uh, in that show you did a great job. 
Yeah, when I dial in on that, as opposed to being hilarious, you know, I, I, you know, I can, I can wear both hats. Well, I, I told you this on Saturday, and I'll, I'll tell you again tonight. You know, uh, Coach Lacombe does a great job there when he misses. We got to break out the big guns, man. We got to bring, we got a, we got a certain standard that we need to maintain on Jazz game night. So that's what we're doing. Yeah, well, thanks for the compliment because you know that this is coming at a sacrifice for me. But uh, no, it, it's fun. We had a, we had a lot of fun the other night. I thought uh, I did. I mean, that was a, that was really good. We uh, I'd like to think we have fun on a daily basis. Even yeah. when you did threaten to quit today, I I thought we were still <laughs> we were still having fun. You know, that's the one thing that you can say to me that triggers me, that makes me mad, more than any other thing that you could say is if you say I'm pouting. Fun. Because because I have do that again, Austin. Fun. And I'm 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 leaving. No. No, don't I, do that. I, I we just, need, we I, need Gordon Fun. Just just uh, that whole pouting thing, pouting to fun. me is poison. I, I I don't I've tried through the years when when you've proven me wrong on so many occasions, I I take it I take it standing up. I don't sit there and and uh Go, oh, Jake, poor me. Okay. Right? Well, you did refuse to tell us the story. Well, I know, but that was kind of a joke. I see. Okay. Well, we didn't mean it either. But I did did think (laughs) we were having fun, even when you threatened to quit. That's all. Uh, (laughs) That's all part of it. I get it. All right, buddy. We'll uh, we'll get set for OKC coming up next. Stay tuned. Jazz game night on the horizon, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I knew that was about the end of it. So long, farewell, I'll be your same good night. I hate goodbyes. This thing!